A Cadmian Victory by M.J. Bradley Read by Sam Gabriel Based on the works of J.K. Rowling Chapter 77 The Flame and the Flower Her fingers curled into cotton sheets, Harry's hands tangled in her hair, his palm slid across the hot skin of her hip, and his lips whispered down her neck. Heat pooled between Fleur's thighs, knee coiling within her. Fleur! Gabby banged her fist on the door. Get up! One day I will kill her. Fleur untangled herself from the covers, tugging off her top and her shorts and tossing them away. Cold air washed the mood from her. That was a good dream. Fleur! Come Bang on, on my door one more time, Gabrielle, and I will tell Mamma who cut the photos of Harry out of the English paper and uses them to bookmark certain pages in their steamiest romance novels. A squeak echoed from the hall. Fleur pulled on a matching set of underwear and shook her hair out, then grabbed her wand and waved it at the door. Now you can come in. Gabby edged in, pink-faced. Uh, hi, Fleur. In. Fleur beckoned with her wand then tugged her wardrobe open and rummaged for a modest blouse. Too thin, too thin, too low cut, too thin. Fleur sighed and dug out an older one. Not the nicest, but at least I'll be warm and nobody can stare down my top. Are you mad? Gabby sidled in and shut the door behind her, color rising on her cheeks. Sorry, Fleur, it's, it, it's not just him. I mean, I'm not mad. I can't exactly fold your taste. Fleur pulled on the blouse and a pair of dark trousers. Although I will be very mad if you do anything more than hold a few photos from the paper and clutch them while reading. A nervous giggle slipped through Gabby's lips. Speaking of Ali, when am I coming with you to Britain? Fleur thrust her wand into her pocket and glanced at her clock. In a few days. Unlike you, I'm going to spend this summer with the real thing. It's not a stack of erotica, loosely dressed as romance. And I'm going to enjoy it. Her heart squirmed. All that time, and it's going to be just the two of us. The romance is good. Gabby crossed her arms. You gave them to me. I did not. I let you take them, because I didn't want Mamma's book collection in my room. Fleur smirked and wiggled two fingers at Gabby. And we both know why you took them, my sweet, pure baby sister. She flushed pink. As if you were any better, Fleur. I'm not the one who bookmarked the pages to begin with. Gabby grinned. Villa are sexual creatures like sirens. It's in our nature. Fleur laughed. No, we aren't, and you know it, little chick. She checked the clock again. Now shoo, Gabby, I must apparate to work. She pictured the plain, stone walls and floor of the employee's entrance, then stepped onto the smooth marble floor. A besuited goblin strode from the far side of the room. Right on time, Miss Delacour. He checked a gleaming silver pocket watch. With thirty seconds to spare, in fact. The goblin snapped it shut and tucked it away. I am Agdol. You're joining my team. Fleur nodded. That's what I was told in the letter. Agdol squinted at her. I will say this only once, here, where there's nobody else to hear. Gringotts doesn't tolerate anything that harms its reputation. That list includes, but isn't limited to, theft, sexual liaisons, fraud, incompetence, 
violence, or discourteous behavior. If you find yourself on the receiving end, or come across any such behavior, bring it straight to me. He fiddled with his pocket watch. In your case in particular, Miss Delacour, I would like to assure you any unwanted uh, advances will not be tolerated. A fractious, distracted team is an inefficient one. She smiled. I can take care of myself, but thank you. Excellent. Stick to the rules, meet expectations, and we'll be just fine. Agdol ran his fingers through iron-gray hair. Follow me, Miss Delacour. Fleur followed Agdol past bare gray walls and numerous offices overflowing with paper to a steep staircase. You won't find yourself here. Agdol waved a hand back at the offices. These lower offices are for goblins just starting out at the bank. We have a spot downstairs for our cursed breakers to work safely, and up there is where we are. Agdol labored up the small steps. Sweat trickled from beneath his gray hair and down to his jaw. Fleur drifted up after him. I better be left alone to do my work. I just want to do what I have to do here, then be with Ellie. Agdol staggered down a corridor into another small office. This is us. The Department for the Assessment and Appraisal of Mid-Level Magical Objects from Southern Europe and Northern Africa. A mouthful, Fleur murmured. But precisely accurate. Agdol plucked a roll of paper out of a small slot on the wall and pointed across at an empty desk. That is you, Mr. Lecour. We assign a number of magical objects to each member of the team depending on their speciality, but there's no strict procedure. This is a team. If you're unsure and you wish for a second opinion, ask another member of the team. Fleur peered around at mounds of paper, stacks of crate, and polished wooden desks. Where is in the team? Agdol's roll of paper slipped back to his side. Unfortunately, Miss Delacour, it is just the two of us for now. There was an unfortunate incident with a cursed spoon several months back. The experience was traumatic, and the fault was with Gringotts' assignment procedure. So they've been offered a long, paid holiday as fair compensation. Fleur hid a smile. Good, just me, then. Agdol hurried toward her desk. It's pretty simple stuff, especially for someone with a reputation such as yours. He tapped his roll of papers on his palm. I do wonder why you applied here, Miss Delacour. This position is comfortable enough, but you could have easily become a curse breaker if you'd applied there. There's a good chance I won't be staying in the country long enough to complete the course. Fleur poked about in the drawers of her desk, turning up a blunt pencil and a chewed pen lid. Ah, Agdol shuffled his feet. That does make sense. Uncertain times at the moment. Still, you're quite safe at Gringotts. A small grin spread across his face. I'm sure your government wouldn't want to lose another war. I think we have enough walls right now. Fleur dropped into a chair. Quite so. Wars are bad for business. Agdor plucked the white cloth off the top of a stack of crates. For now, Miss Delacour, just check over the contents of one of these crates a day. Break down what sort of enchantments you can detect, fill in a form for each object. Then, if there is anything complex or possibly dangerous, send them to the curse breakers. Agdol pointed his roll of paper at a stack of forms. 
Feed in one of those, then take it and the object downstairs. From there it's their problem, not ours. Fleur glanced into the crate. An odd assortment of objects languished on the cheap, pale wood. She pulled her wand out and levitated a bronze candlestick onto her desk. Actol nodded. Excellent start. The last new employee used his bare hand. A small grin spread across the goblin's lips. He is enjoying a lovely all-expenses holiday, courtesy of Gringotts, because there shouldn't have been a top-tier magical object in the crate. But that's not going to regrow his hand. He glanced into the crate. I shall leave you to it, Miss Delacour. Fleur pursed her lips, then traced her wand over the candle. A faint sheen of magic sat upon the metal like gloss. She sighed, then tossed it back into the crate. An anti-dust charm? Fleur tugged a form over and summoned a quill and ink from somewhere behind the stack of crates. Four pages of boxes and questions waited in stark black and white. Fleur etched a series of crosses and short answers in, flicking through the pages. She turned to the last and found a single, large box. List and describe the enchantments on the object? Fleur put her quill down. No. She wove her magic into the quill, watching it as it rose into the air, dipped itself into the bottle of ink, then began to write. Much better. She glanced at the crate label. Crate 17? Hertzromental? This is going to be boring. Flair levitated a wooden comb out of the crate. A faint, ancient magic saturated the teeth, like the weight of the quiet in a muggled church. The things I endure for you, Monko. She dropped the comb back into the box. She poked around the crate with her wand tip until a faint, quiet sensation of sharpness slid down her spine. Fleur raised out a small, bronze armlet emblazoned with faded thunderclouds. Interesting. She teased her magic into the enchantment. Tiny teeth formed from the smooth metal and gnashed the air. Lovely. Fleur tugged one of the curse-breaker forms off the top of the stack, and a clump of paper as thick as her finger joined with a thick, iron clasp thudded onto her desk. No, that is absolutely not happening. She stripped the sharp threads of magic out from the rest and dropped the armlet back into the box. Much better. Agdol bustled out of his office with a low growl. What did you just do, Miss Delacour? Flair swiveled round. Am I not allowed to disenchant things? Agdol sputtered. You're not an official curse-breaker. If it's done by you, then we can't sell it as safe because one of our proper curse-breakers hasn't looked at it. She pursed her lips. So give me the official title. It's a four-year course. Agdol's small eyes fixed on the amulet. There is an exam at the end. He touched a long, thin finger to it and made a low, rumbling sound. Still, I can't tell you even stripped anything from this. There is no damage to the other enchantments. Fleur tilted her chin upward. Of course there's no damage. Agdol glanced from her to the crate, then back again. I very much dislike breaking with proper procedures, Miss Delacour. However, I saw your credentials when you applied, and now I've seen you do something better than half the curse-breakers downstairs can. He crooked his finger. I am not in a position to judge, though, so come with me. Fleur trailed him down the corridor, then down the stairs into a dark, stone hall lit by a hundred bright, glowing glass lamps. Agdol cleared his throat and muttered to the goblin in the office beside the door. Fleur watched their heated, 
hissed conversation and gobbledygook out of the corner of her eye. The curse-breakers put down their wands and work one by one to stare at her, save for a handful around a small stone jar. Agdol stepped out of the office. This is Grak Gin. He oversees the curse-breakers here. He has grudgingly allowed you to be tested. Grak Gin shot Flora Glower. Weasley! A red-headed curse-breaker glanced up from the stone jar. What is it, boss? Come up here into my office, Grak Gin ushered them all in. Bring that jar. The redhead wrapped the jar up in a thick white sheet and stomped across, cradling it to his chest. He glanced at Fleur and set the jar on the desk. Pleased to meet you. I'm Bill Weasley, Varsag Cursebreaker. He grinned and offered her a calloused hand. Miss or Mrs. Fleur Delacour? She eyed the hand. I don't go for that. Miss Delacour, Grak Gin snapped. Agdol says you have the credentials to be a curse breaker. Strip the enchantments off one of our pieces like an expert, but decided you wanted to sit behind a desk with a feather instead. I might not be in the country for long enough to complete the course. Fleur shot Bill Weasley a look. I'm only working in this branch of Gringotts because my boyfriend is British. Grak Gin whipped the white cover off the stone jar to reveal a worn stone face. This is a canopic jar, Miss Delacour. Empty. Collectors would pay very well for it, but only if he doesn't do this. He poked it with his finger. The jar's stone face stretched open, and a thin, piercing shriek filled the office. Fleur winced. Not a good alarm clock? Bill snorted. No. He glanced at Grak Gin. Unfortunately, the enchantment is woven into the ones that keep it sealed in from the grating. I can't tell them apart. Do your best, Grak Gin crossed his arms. If you do well, I'll allow you to work as a curse breaker on the objects your department is cleared to handle. Well, I suppose that will save me having to come down here. She glanced through the window and all the curse breakers started and began staring hard at their desks. Which is definitely a good thing. Fleur pulled out her wand and closed her eyes. Old, still stubbornness saturated the cold stone like gnarled fingers clutching at life. Beneath it, little threads of magic wriggled like worms escaping soaked dirt. She picked through them, tucking at each one until she found a coil of childish fear, a baby's cry petrified in stone. Fleur wove her magic through the enchantments, then plucked it out like a hair from her head. Done, she said. Bill choked. What? Grakgin poked the jar. He blinked, then pressed a finger to it. Excellent work! I can't even tell there was something there. He rummaged through the papers on his desk. Frere Isabelle Delacour, I will finish this form, then send it through the proper channels. Sign it when you get it. Keep it somewhere safe. You're an associate curse-breaker on a six-month probation. Weasley will check on you to make sure you're getting on okay. Bill's face brightened and Fleur felt his gaze sweep over her. He grimaced and tucked his eyes back up to hers. Sorry, he said. You're full Vera or something, aren't you? She crossed her arms. Yes. He nodded. Wondered why it was so hard to keep my eyes off you. Not felt a tug like that since we were in that tomb in Sardinia. Big old gold statue of a start in there. Half the team got caught in its compulsion. If I hadn't been able to drag myself free to destroy it, they'd have killed each other. Well, at least he can think for himself. Fleur slipped her wand away and stepped toward the door. 
A good thing he's the one keeping an eye on me and not one of those other idiots. When I swing by and make sure you're not up to anything suspicious, I'll bring something interesting for us to play with. Bill called after her. Makes it more fun than just paperwork. End of chapter 77 For the text of this and other stories, visit alltheblankcanvas.com as well as patreon.com slash theblankcanvas. Music by As I Walk Into the Abyss Blinded. QA assistance by Sakiko and Ohana. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.